Hey everybody, I'm Bob Main. You're listening to another episode of today's survival show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Well, this week, this is kind of a cool episode here because I've got Joe and Dave from Northeast Texas that joined me for another excellent interview. We did some reflecting. Actually, I was going to do this show last week, but we just couldn't put the interview together soon enough. So now it's this week. I wanted to start the year off, but close enough. Second episode of the year. This is called 2013 Year in Review and a Look Ahead. As you analyze the preps that you have done over the last several years or so, I hope you're setting goals. I hope you kind of look back at the past and you learn from it. This is like anything else. It's like any other skill that you want to learn. you got to learn from the past. We're always going to make mistakes. That's just the way it goes. And, you know, the past is a bucket of ashes, folks. And because it's a bucket of ashes, you got to throw it out. Okay? Don't wallow in the past. Learn from it and move on. You probably had some successes last year, too. Maybe last year was a good prepping year for you. Maybe your survival skills increased greatly last year. And maybe you have some new goals for this year. So, to their credit, they wanted to talk about this subject, and it was their idea, a year in, a year in review and a look ahead. So, pretty soon I'm going to bring Joe and Dave on for uh, an excellent interview here. I'd like to say, please remember to check out my website, www.todayssurvival.com. I'm going to do a better job this year of posting updates and probably going to put some blog posts up there a little bit later this month and just kind of share some thoughts and ideas that I have on prepping. So you can consider this not just a podcast page, but also a blog page because I'm going to try to put some ideas up there for you guys to read from now on. You know, just short stuff, like once a week, probably just do a two or three paragraph. So if you wouldn't mind checking it out, todayssurvival.com. And go ahead and throw some comments on there. Also, don't forget about my voicemail. If you want to call my voicemail number, 210-646-1727. That's 210-646-1727. I'm going to do a voicemail show pretty soon because there's been quite a few of you guys sending in some pretty good voicemails. So I'll be doing a show. Or if you just want to submit some audio, uh, that's fine too. And many thanks to all of you over the Christmas season that... Went to my Amazon store at todayssurvival.com. I like to keep this show pretty commercial free. I don't like to run a bunch of ads and sponsors. It's just not really my style. And I don't know about you, but it kind of irritates me when I listen to some podcasts and, you know, you got to get through 10 minutes of commercial before they even get to the main topic. So the way this show gets supported is by generous listeners like you. If you have something you want to buy on Amazon for yourself or somebody else, go to my store on my website. Todayssurvival.com, you'll see an Amazon store page. Everything you buy on there, Amazon sends me a small fee. It helps support my show, and that's one way that I keep it going. If you want to invest in the Survival Champions Club, you can do that too. Uh, check out the Survival Champions Club at www.todayssurvival.com. Last but not least, join the forum, folks. Uh, the forum is a great way to meet other preppers, other survivalists, common sense, modern day survivalists like you. Uh, there's a forum button or there's a forum page at todayssurvival.com. Do me a favor. When you sign up for the forum, 
send me an email. My email is bob at todayssurvival.com. Send me an email and tell me that you signed up and tell me what your username is. And that's then I'll approve your account. You can't start posting until I approve your account. This is the single best way I have learned to keep spammers off. So this way I know that you're actually listening to the show and you want to converse with other listeners. Send me an email, bob at todayssurvival.com. Don't forget to give me your username. All right, let's bring on Joe and Dave. Well, for this episode, I got two special guests. You've heard them before, Joe and Dave from Northeast Texas. Welcome back, guys. Thank you, Bob. Happy New Year to both of you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you too. Well, and I, I, I said that because that's going to kind of set up this show. I wanted to bring you guys in. It was your idea. I'll give you credit. You want to talk about the year in review. I guess you want to kind of look back at how you prepped last year, what you probably learned from it, what the what your prepping plans are for 2014, right? Yeah, well, we, we're kind of thinking about a lot of people look at, you know, they do their New Year's resolution and talk about what they want to do, what they want to change, and we think it's important to review what you've gotten accomplished and what you've done right and where you've had challenges. Yeah, well, that's good. You don't get everything right the first time. Well, you certainly don't. I'm going to be interested to hear what you guys have to say, and i got a few things I'll throw in there, too. Go ahead, start. How, how did it go last year? Um, I've been on my property. I'm, I, well, our goal years ago was to live on our retreats. And, of course, you know, that isn't, not everybody can do that right off the bat, but it's a goal. And I think that I got there about three years ago, two, three years ago. Uh, I got out here, and it's just, mine has just been gradually moving forward. Uh, this was a, I, so I'm doing stuff on my retreat. Dave has just now, this this past year, gotten to his retreat, and now he's living there, so now he's getting ready to do what I do. When you live on your retreat, you can accomplish so much more, so much faster. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, living on your retreat, if not all people have the ability to do that, but if you can, that's the way to go. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, some of the stuff that I've uh, done is uh, I've got a metal shop, concrete floor, real nice. It was here when I got here. Um, I was having a problem with uh, family members getting into my preps, into my pantry preps. You know, oh, yeah, well, hey, we got a bunch of people. Somebody go grab a case of water out of here. No, don't go grab a case of water. That's my prep water. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, hey, I need a can of beans or I need a can of corn. And they go get another prep. You know, and your, 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 your preps walk away very quickly. Yeah, so you, you want to say, sorry, no, you can't do that. There's, yeah, a, no, go, there's a purpose for those. Right. So what I did was I ended up taking all of the stuff to the shop uh, within the first year, and that was good. It kept it out of people's hands, but then I had to deal with the problems of it was too hot, it was too cold, the te- temperatures were fluctuating in the shop, and that your, your food is not going to last that long. No. Nope. So uh, me and Dave were just sitting down there just – talking about it and we just came up with an idea to build a room so i built a 10 by 10 room inside my shop it's a it's a it's a building inside a building and it's fully insulated walls doors ceiling fans lights electricity all over the place so that's been one of my big accomplishments so you you did a lot of building in 2013 yeah yeah with that i mean again people think that you um well, it's like one of the members on the on the forum built a reloading room, you know, and that that's an awesome room. And that's kind of where we got the idea. 
Right. Like, well, we need to do a, you know, a pantry room. So we did that. Yeah, I mean, we did. I did a bunch of building. Um, it, you know, like the other people on the forum, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, nope. one, one paycheck, I was buying two by four. The next paycheck, I was, you know, nails and nail guns and getting it up. And, you know, I mean, I think it took a couple of months to get it done, but it's done. Yep. And, that, and then it went into shelving and getting the shelving up and ceiling fans and exhaust fans. And, and now I'm back into filling them, filling the shelves because it, I really looked like I had a lot of stuff in my pantry until I had so many more shelves. Yeah, then you realize you don't have quite as much as you thought. Right, well, full shelves make me happy. Empty shelves don't make me happy. Right. <laughs> so, so that was one of mine was getting the, getting my pantry done, um, spreading it out, getting it organized better. Then I like the fact that the way he, the way he designed the shelves that we sit down and discussed is it actually, uh, could double as a small bunk room because of the length of the shelf and the way they're spaced apart, uh, almost kind of like, uh, uh, the, the bunking set up on, on a sub or on a ship. Yeah, the shelves you are the shelves are about two feet deep and they're eight feet long. Oh wow. So as you clear the lower shelves they become a bunk or a workspace. Yeah, those are nice shelves. <laughs> yeah, and then we I left space below and I can get two five gallon buckets stacked underneath all the shelves. Two feet by eight feet, wow. Yeah, so that's really nice. I mean so that's that's my pantry and then of course Throughout the building of Dave's place, we kind of looked at things for his place and stuff he was doing because he designed his retreat, his home there, as a as a as a as a retreat, a working retreat. And some of the stuff where he was doing overbuilding, I incorporated into into my room. Yeah, and Dave, you moved you moved into a retreat too, didn't you? Yes, I did. A uh, weekend before Christmas, that was uh, that was our Christmas present for the family. And you know. Offline, we were talking a little bit about some stuff, and what I like about what you did is not only did you move on to your retreat, but you're renting out your other property, so you kind of have a little investment there, too. Right, and what's nice is that both of them are paid for, so um, the the renting, renting the other place out with, is, is really, really a cool thing because who I'm renting it to is, is, is part of the family, and they are also wanting... They've got the prepper mindset. They want to get started, and I said, "Well, the best way to get started is to begin." So we're gonna we're gonna uh, incorporate them in our in our monthly uh, get-togethers out here and do some do some teaching. And they've got some they got some stuff to bring to the table, which is cool. <laughs> I like what you just said. You know, the best way to start is to begin. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was great, Dave. Hats off to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an applause there on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe so. It might be the title of the podcast. You, you guys wouldn't believe in the last four years how many emails I get from people that ask, you know, how do you start? What do you do? And, you know, I think you just kind of sub- summed it up, Dave. Just just begin anywhere. Who cares? Whatever it is. Emergency fund. Put away some food. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, a while ago I did a, I did a video. I, we, were, we were picking on you about... Uh, uh, Syrup and beans, or something. Yeah, beans with heavy syrup. Hey, you know what? Because we, because we, we in a podcast we did, we talked about about uh, peaches or something with heavy syrup, and then beans, and it it got funny. We were just having a good time with it. But the only way I could get it to work out was to do a YouTube video, and I basically just took snapshots of my pantry. And you know, it's what I tell people. You know, like like Dave said, you know, 
the best way is to start. I tell people, start one can at a time. Well, one can at a time, or one bottle of water at a time. Yeah, right. And then one case. I mean, a case of water is what two and a half, three bucks. Yeah, I was thinking like you know, I was thinking those five gallon bottles. Yeah. Start with one of those. How many? How many people? And how many people out there that have have had kids, or have had kids, or been around kids, or newborns? You got to look at prepping like a newborn, you know, starting starting its life in the in the world. You know, what does that baby need right off the bat? Yep. And you got to look at it like that. What are you going to need right off the bat? What do you need to survive? Well, the first thing you need is water. You know, we need water faster than we need food. You know, and that's that's where my you know my stocks. I, I started focusing on water, and I started getting into the food, and then you know, of course, the the, the defense measures and stuff come later. But you know, I kind of I kind of just take that perspective with it, and. You know, I built the, Joe and I built the house around, around this. You know, meanwhile, I'm, I'm still shoving some preps in it. You know, we just kind of had to build it in stages. And, uh, you know, we got to the point, I tell you what, you know, this cold snap, of course, we don't have anything like they do up north down here, but it's still been, you know, in the teens. Um, it's nice to get up in the morning and know that I over, I basically over insulated my house. You know, it stays a, a very nice nominal temperature in there. You know, I could walk around in, in shorts and and, and I, there's no drafts because I took the time to try to, to try to do things right. And think about the elements outside. I can't even hear the wind blowing outside, and yeah. it was blowing pretty good. Nice. It's between 19 to 22 degrees oh. outside. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, of course, my dogs are like, oh, no, we're not going out. So... <laughs> <laughs> They quite enjoy having having the inside temperature the way it is, but and my you know my my heating and cooling of course I've got a backup for for that you know in worst case scenario, but uh, you know we we just try to take all this into perspective you know and look at you know the worst case scenario like we're supposed to and plan for it. You know, and there's always that that thing that you forget about, and that's what Joe and I talk about the V8 moments like we have in the past. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited to be in it, and uh, it, it's it's so different because I mean, we I live in a small town, but now I'm out in the country, you know, where I, I have my horses and stuff, and it's so quiet out there now. I just, I love it, but it's so quiet, it's loud. If that makes sense. It, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Hey, it took me a while to get used to sleeping, you know, because every every little thing out here it, it wake me up. I, I can relate. Totally. I'm a country kid that still has not gotten used to the city after all these years. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things we can learn from the past. You know, one of the things I learned from last year, since this is kind of a year in review, is it really sucks to move. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I moved to, I moved mid-year. Accumulating preps is great. Moving preps sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. My, <laughs> man, it does. And somebody once asked me, what's the secret to moving preps? I said, there is no secret. No. It's just a lot of hard work. Yeah, it is. And what's cool is that, you know, I had a lot of them put up out there. And I've got, you know, we've talked about this in prior podcasts. You know, I, I have different staging areas, you know, for, for the what if and and. So I don't have everything in one basket, so to speak. But Good. I've got a majority of it is where I'm I'm bugging in. And right. of course the resources I have out there are are great. You know, I've got fresh water, 
you know, I've got a spring-fed pond, all that stuff. Got horses. Um, we have cattle on neighboring property, and they, they prep a little bit. Um, so it's it's worked out really good. I've got a really good bunch of neighbors, real good network down there. So it's uh, it, it's it's nice. It's nice having all that open space. Yeah, it is. Um, so looking back at 2013, we've talked about some success stories. Uh, what didn't go so well for you guys? Uh, we got, I got a couple of things. Um, I'm still struggling with my garden. Um, my garden over the last couple of years was too big and too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't get down there as often as I needed to to do the watering and the weeding and that kind of stuff. Um, the stuff that I had up closer to the house did better, which is mostly herbs, uh, rosemary's basil, that kind of stuff. Um, I had to learn that when you get a plant that says it likes full sun, it's not talking about Texas. Right. It's not talking about Texas sun. Yeah, yeah, because Texas just bakes everything, and the only thing I found that Texas won't kill is rosemary. Yeah, those are those kinds of instructions are typically very generic instructions. Right, right, and my basils and my and my oregano's and that kind of stuff. It actually likes filtered sun up in the trees. Okay. So I had to work with that. Um, that that was one. Um, another one was we uh, early on when we started talking with you about all the cross training we do. Um, we had some setbacks on some cross training. Um, we there was there was a couple of groups we trained with that just started getting squirrely. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Back out of that. I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, you get a person that's you know cool right off the bat, and you start working with them, and then you kind of figure out they're a squirrel, and you have to back out. Well, this was a group. You know, we had a group of squirrels. So you had to back out of that group of squirrels. Yeah, we had to back out. We made some good friends, and now we cross train with these friends that are in other groups. You know that are that are more normal, but again, you know, you, you just prepping is not a it's not necessarily a social event; it's a necessity. Yeah. So you know, if, if you don't like what I'm saying, you really don't have to. It's, it's my opinion, and, and you know, and it's this. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but it, you know, it's an ugly thing. Yeah, building a team is not easy. I think it's necessary, absolutely necessary, but definitely not easy. Yeah, yeah, you got to find the right people that can be part of the team. And the networking just lets us cross-train in areas where we, you know, don't have expertise. Um, let's see, some of the other ones, uh, a couple of the upsides we've had is we created the Facebook group. Yeah. And then uh, I fired up the YouTube channel. I had it up, but I wasn't really doing any videos to it. And we started doing prepper videos, so that's a good thing. Um we, one of my goals was to get my greenhouse up. I got it up here last a couple weeks ago. I'm still struggling with it. It's a PVC greenhouse uh, with uh, visqueen plastic, clear visqueen plastic on it, and I'm struggling with it in the wind. So I'm still working on that. Um, like you had mentioned, you know that that you know you had to take time away from your preps and your goals and what you were doing. Because of the illnesses in your family. Right. Yeah, that's looking back. And, you know, those are some challenges. Now, fortunately, we were fairly well prepared. But, you know, you don't really get completely pre- prepared for sudden major illnesses. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you had yours. Um, you know, Dave's had, Dave's had 
um, some some major illnesses in his family, and then I had some in mine. But at this point, everything's kind of working its way out and moving forward, and you know, everybody's working with it. But it, it, it can be a setback, and but you can't look at it as a setback. It's just it's what you got to do. Right. How about you, Dave? Well, I think the 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 having the want to to get some things done. I'm one of those folks. I'm, I'm very highly motivated, and if I don't get things done in the time frame I want to get them done, I get very frustrated. Yeah. So actually dealing with myself and trying to get this house done, trying to get, you know, knowing I want to get a garden in, knowing I want to get all this other stuff done, you just, you can't do it all at once. And I would overwhelm, I would literally overwhelm myself. Sure. And having to deal with my own personal frustration with that was, was, it is, I ain't going to say was, it still is hard. I, I'm very set in my mind when I, how much I want to get done in a day. And not having the garden, well, you know, of course, the, on the blessing side of that is the property that I have in town. I have eight acres, and I have a local farmer who farms it. So, you know, I don't charge him any money to lease it. He takes care of the place, and it's just one less thing for me to have to hassle with. But the benefit of that is that if I need anything, I mean, all I do is go ask him and he's fine. He's fine with it. And so I've been kind of spoiled in that respect. Um, but now I'm at a point where this year, yes, I'm going to focus on the garden and I'm going to really be leaning on Joe on, because I'll tell you what, I I have the thumb of death. I don't think I could grow anything. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say something I'm not. I mean, it's going to be a learning process, and I'm, I'm behind the ball on that. Uh, you know, so as far as as far as setbacks, you know, there, there's always setbacks when you're, when you're building. There are always setbacks. There are things that are going to frustrate you, things you're, man, I wish I'd thought about this before, you know, type of thing, and, and you get into it, and you do it, and, you know, it, this was a, a deal that was five years in the making, and you know, one of the biggest frustrations I think I had is, is the folks that, aren't you guys in your house yet? Aren't you guys in your house yet? And it's like, dude, you know how long it took Noah to build an ark? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, it's just me. And, and you know, and I'm very selective on, on, on help because you get all kinds of people that offer to help you. And, and, you know, it turns into a social event. And I'm one of those types of people I want to get, you know, I want to get work done. And, uh... You know, so like I said, it's just it's, it's it's the building setbacks and just the personal frustration of wanting to be farther along than I am. But you know, in the meantime, I've got stuff. You know, because you know, I always play in my mind. It's it's what if what if this happened right now? You know, what would I do? And that's you know, that's one that we both go through. That's what Joe and I play play on that. If it happens right now, what do you do? You know, yeah. What, you know, how, how are you going to make it? Well, and that's a, you know, I like what you just said there. That's something that I think everybody needs to always keep in mind. You know, what happens if somebody shows up at your door, knock, 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 you answer the door, and it's some government official that says, look, we're evacuating everybody. We got a disaster coming through. We got a hurricane coming through. You need to get out, and you need to get out now. Right. right. You know, are you ready for that? I'm asking listeners, are you ready? What would you take? Where is it? What's packed in it? You know, what What are you going to do? Or are you going to say no thank you and stay in? And why are you going to stay in? And what plans do you have to weather that storm while you're staying in? Yeah, see, and that's interesting. I mean, and, and 
again, you've, you've stated this before, is that everybody is where they are for a reason. And nine times out of ten, it has to do with work or family or some reason like that. I think that we are actually quite blessed that neither one of us is originally from northeast Texas. We're both from California, so we apologize for being from the left coast. <laughs> but but we're both here, and what's funny is, is that we grew up ten miles from each other, but never knew each other then. And now we're here, and that that hurricane warning we don't worry about because all it's going to bring us is extreme rain and wind. Right. We do deal with tornadoes, but to us, you can't run from a tornado because you don't know where it's going. Right. You can't. Um, yeah. Now, when when we saw the uh, the ice storms coming in December and again now in January. To us, they are inconveniences. They are not catastrophes. Where to some people, they're a catastrophe because if your power goes out, uh, you're going to freeze your butt off. I mean, it's just going to be cold. It's going to be miserable. To us, they're inconveniences because it's like, okay, if my power goes out, that's okay. I've got lanterns. I've got generators. I've got, you know, wood, you know, and my wood-burning stove. And so they're inconveniences. And that's kind of what Dave was saying was, what happens if something happens right now? If something happens right now, to us, it, it's kind of an inconvenience. But that's it. I think you know. I think we we're, we'll be able to uh, to adapt to it pretty pretty quick. Um, there again, too, when we moved into that house, Bob, I, I didn't realize how many lanterns I owned. <laughs> <laughs> you lose track of what you're collecting, yeah, don't you? I'm I laugh because I'm still unpacking stuff, and and I found stuff. And of course, I had a storage unit. I had stuff from when uh, lived out in Arizona, and, and I hadn't been able to to go through. And I did not have any idea. Dave, I, Dave. I, I've double bought so much stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm in real good shape for light and, and heat, and you know, uh, it, it was just funny because you know I'm putting all this stuff up. My wife's like. Do we need any more of those? I'm like, I think we're good. Dave's almost, you know, living Hanukkah, except it's seven weeks worth of presents. Right, right. Instead of seven days. <laughs> Every time Dave opens a box, it's like, look, I, I, I wonder where I lost this. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's been hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been like, it, it, Christmas couldn't have been a better time to, to, for us to do that, because it really was like Christmas for me. I mean, just going through and finding stuff that they've been put up for so long. And then now I've got, it, I'm in the stage of getting everything that's got its place and getting really organized on, and now I've got a good visual on what I have, so I'm able to put more focus on what I don't. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm loving that, and it's, you know, and, and I'm pretty good, I'm pretty well on track, and I'm, I'm happy about that, and I was really, really happy that the diabetic stuff that my wife had been, had been putting away. I did not have any idea how much uh, insulin and, and stuff that and, and stuff that she's been saving uh, over the past few years. You know, and, and I'm, I'm impressed. You know, I didn't have any idea any idea she was doing. It, you know, for our son, and, and I'm like, wow, this is cool. So you know, I feel like we're I really feel like we made good strides. Good. Well, so we've, we've covered some success stories and some challenges. You know, uh, one of the, ch well, a success story I'll share with everybody. You know, when we bought our house, 
we negotiated out of the previous owners a um, a refrigerator and freezer that they had there. So now I have an extra refrigerator and freezer. And, yeah, I know that takes power to run, but as long as I can power it, which there are several ways to do, it's really handy having an extra fridge and freezer, let me tell you. Oh. It, it really is. I mean, I've got, on my property, I've got three refrigerators and three freezers. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody's like, well, why do you have that? I'm like, well, the shop's got its own fridge for its drinks and whatever. And then I've got a deep freezer down there for all the game that we hunt because we'll get together and we'll, you know, deer and pigs and whatever, and we'll process them. And most people just leave some of it here and only take what they're going to use because we usually eat here anyway. Yeah. So we get together. You know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, if you find something on sale, buy it and throw it in the freezer. Yeah, well, we got it for free. We got it included with the house, and it's not too hard. If there's a long-term power outage, it's not too hard to keep a refrigerator and freezer going as long as you have a good generator. Right. Well, and what? What? See, we we learned this in California was the the phase in which you eat something when it when the power goes out is the first thing you do is you consume everything in the refrigerator and do not open the freezer. You duct tape the freezer shut. Yep. And then you eat everything in the freezer. And then you move to the deep freezer. So the last place you should be is in your pantry. Yep, that's right. Because because that'll last the longest. Right. And it's it's, it's phases of how you consume stuff. And we didn't realize that we knew that from California, except that was an earthquake thing. Right. But but it's a prep. It's a a mindset. Yep. Another success story uh, by downsizing, you know, that extra money that we have left over every month, just, you know, we get to add more and more to the emergency fund. Uh, you know, it seems like the longer I live, the more I realize the importance of a financial emergency fund. Yeah, see, that's one of my real bad downsides is um, I don't have an emergency fund, and I should. Um, I am a prepper out of control. Because I don't have somebody to balance me. I don't have a woman to go, a wife to go, you know, do we really need that right now? So every time I go into a grocery store, I know where the sale aisle is. And I'll walk out with 20 more dollars worth of stuff than I needed because, you know, a jar of honey was, you know, 50 cents or a dollar. Yeah, you need to work on that, Joe. I know, I know. That's one of my really, that's one of my, that's probably my biggest thing that I need to do this year is learn to control that. Um, I mean, I go in, I grab hand warmers by the handful. I just can't go into a store without walking out with a prep item. Yeah, I want to throw this out for everybody to think about. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about this over the last couple of years. You know, when the stink hits the fan, I think there's two extremely, extremely important things, other than the basics of food and water and shelter. And that is assets and capabilities. You know, what assets do you have? And I look at I look at something like a financial emergency fund. That's an asset. And I'm not just talking about green dollars that a lot of people think are going to be worthless someday and or or worth very little because that's true. But what assets? I mean, Dave, you've got real estate assets and you've got livestock assets. And then what are your capabilities? What can you do with those assets? And you know, I think now before you have a, a crap hit the fan event and even afterwards, if you've got the assets and it begins with being debt free, it begins with having an emergency fund, it begins with living by a budget, uh, and these are all things that were very foreign to me before the year 2006. I mean, we, we you know, I mean, before 2006, I was, I was a nut 
with money. I was overspending like crazy. So I made a complete 180 degree transformation. And, you know, I got Dave Ramsey to thank for a lot of that. But it, it, it really is a huge life changer. It's, it's even if you have a thousand bucks extra that's in an emergency fund that you don't need to touch, that can be a life changer. But it was nice. What I what I was laughing about today, you know, on the same subject, is that getting out of out of town and out in the country. You know, I, I've gotten rid of some bills. You know, the cable bill, uh, the storage bill. Good. Those two, those two by themselves were two hundred dollars a month. Yep. Just those two bills. You know, and the wife's been kind of hinting around. Well, I want to put satellite in. I'm like, you know, I kind of like not having TV. Yep. You know, I mean, we've got, you know, I've, I've got my boy staying there, and he went ahead and got a landline put in and got a computer. I'm like, you know, we got Wi-Fi. You can see what's going on, you know, on the, as far as news goes. I mean, if, if you want to keep up with it, I'm, I'm really content with not having it. I, you know, we sat down, wife and I sat down New Year's Eve, and we just put a movie on DVD player and, and watched the movie. Right. You know, and I'm like, you know, I'm totally fine with that because I said, you know, we're out here. We're out here at the farm. We shouldn't be sitting inside in front of the, in front, in front of the boob tube. You know, there's too much that we got, we've got to get done out here to maintain. We've got those horses out there that need to be ridden. We've got, you know, fences that need to be mended and stuff like that. I mean, there's always something when you, when you own a farm. To be done, I'm like I I just don't see you spending the money, and it's been nice not having to have that extra income going out as soon as it comes in on stuff. To me, it's just ridiculous. Well, you know, Dave. Speaking of income, something else that I want to talk about, and this is kind of a, a, a two year reflection, 2012 and 2013, for our family. Speaking of income, uh, I've now grown to. Three different sources of income, and I'm a big believer in different ways to make money. I'm, I'm a big believer in not putting all your eggs in one basket. I agree. You know, um, and both of my podcasts do generate a little bit of an income right now. It's not a lot. It's nothing I can retire on or do full-time, but it is a little bit of an income. And, of course, I got my full-time job. And uh, last year we developed a third source of income, which I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail. I will once... Once I feel comfortable and I got everything pretty much in place. But, you know, I, I think the more ways that you have to make money, I mean, let's think about it. If this thing hits the fan, it, unless barring a total collapse, you know, you, you need to have lots of different income sources. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and that, and you need to have a set of skills. You need what? You gotta have a set of skills, too. Well, you gotta have a set of skills and you have to invent some skills. I mean, you know, four and a half years ago, if if somebody would have said, hey, Bob, you know, um, f- about four years from now, you're going to have a nationally syndicated podcast with several thousand people listening every week, I, I would have thought that they were nuts. And, you know, I just I learned to develop the skill and, and I'm, I'm trying to encourage people learn new skills. Yeah, that's that's right. There is exactly what our group is about and our, tra- our monthly training because just like you just said, you know, a couple years ago, you wouldn't have known this. You know, four years ago, five years ago, nobody could have told me that I'd be giving canning classes or I'd be taking canning classes or making candles or be into essential oils and medicinal stuff. Right. I mean, I just, I just, I would have never, never fathomed all of this. 
No. And that's the thing. So, you know, I, I hope folks are thinking about this as we talk about it. Let's shift gears a little bit, guys. Let's look forward now, 2014 and, and 2015. I'll start with some of my goals. My son and I, at the end of this month, we're going to take some, uh, some a new type of self-defense classes that have nothing to do with firearms. And I think that's important. Um, it's, it's going to do two things. It's going to keep us in shape. Um, it's, it's a type of martial art, and it's also going to uh, uh, teach us some, some pretty good self-defense skills. That's, that's awesome. Um, we've got a girl in our group uh, that trains with us. And she's a martial arts instructor, and Dave really likes watching her whip my butt. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hilarious because she's about 5'4", and I'm 5'9", and she'll tear me up pretty good, and I'm about the only person she really likes to beat up. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. Hey, hey Bob, my, my suggestion, just having been down this road and, and taking it, Yeah. Um, buy lots of Ben Gay. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're going to use muscles and stretch muscles that you did not realize you had. Well, I know, and I'm 52 years old, so that's going to be even more important. It, it, it is, but you're going to, you know, the, the key to it is getting limbered up. I'm, I'm really proud of you guys for doing that. I, I've been wanting to pursue that some more myself. But time has not been my friend, obviously. No. Uh, well, I, I I enjoy the arts. I really do, and it's it's so important to know them. Well, you know, my son, he's only sixteen, so he's pretty much indestructible. Oh yeah. Um, but well, me. Been doing it a while. What's that? Your son's been doing it a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he's also been doing it. Uh, let's see now. He's been doing it since he was nine. Yeah. So he's going into his seventh year of doing it, and but you know. I, at first, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to make the commitment. And then I started thinking about my father-in-law. He started when he was 64. Wow. Um, he's now 72, and he's got two black belts. Oh, wow. So there's no excuse. You know, uh, i got to get in a little bit better shape. I'm going to buy a lot of Bengay. I'm going to buy a lot of ibuprofen and store a lot of that. And, uh, you know, just but the one thing I like, though, is that the school that we're going to go to, you know, I've, I've had plenty of discussions with them about, you know, hey, I, I'm 52, I've never done this before and all that. And they said, you know, don't worry about it. If you want to, halfway through class, you want to take a break and catch your wind and not do a couple things that you're worried about not doing, we're, we're cool with that. Yeah, when you, what I, what I see as a challenge for most people that are adults or, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to be 50, you know, so I'm, we're all in the same age range is that I think it could be a challenge to get into martial arts at our age because it could be almost an embarrassment that you're walking in and you may have a kid who's 16, 17, 18 that's your instructor. I don't care about that. You know, I've taken a sample class that the young guy was 22. I don't care about that because there were some other people my age in that class and... He was he was pretty respectful that that we can't we don't have quite the physical ability as the seventeen year olds. Right, right. But I'm just saying that could be a challenge because I've seen that because I never really got into it. I, I've, I've done it a little bit, but always more always more in a private manner. You know, you know, having having this girl slap me around or having Dave do it. <laughs> so it's always it, it, it's just it's one of those things that as we get older. Yep. Younger people can intimidate us. Uh, that's exactly right. So what goals do you guys have? Um, 
me getting getting control over my proper emotions, you know, and not not going crazy when I go to the store, not impulse buying. Um, I am I'm pretty I'm pretty close to debt free. Um, I don't have vehicle payments, that kind of stuff. I don't do cable. Um, you mentioned, or David mentioned cable and that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things that I do is I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, I do invest in my internet um, and do that. Um, Netflix, $7 a month. And you just download whatever you want, whenever you want. It's excellent. Yeah, so it's like, I, you know, if I'm going to watch something, I want it to be a movie. If I want to see news, I'll go on the internet and get it. Right. That's just another way to save money. That's probably my biggest one. I mean, I'm, I'm still working on the shop, um, trying to get it insulated better. Um, I mentioned that we had this freeze, and I went down there to take some stuff down there, and I had a bunch of pipe. So I get to be a plumber later on this week. But, uh, you know, to me, it's just basically trying to get control over my preps. Okay, that's good. Dave, what about you? Well, <clears throat> we're... Uh, now that we've got our, our feet in the soil out there, um, the garden is, is is a big. I'm really going to push push for the uh, the food, growing the food. Uh, of course, you know farm upkeep. There's some things out there I need to get done. Uh, you know, they, the the uh, I, I would really like to get a root cellar in this year. That's that's another thing I've been really I've been doing a lot of reading on. I've been looking at a lot of ideas on Pinterest and, and different things. Uh, um, that's been another goal. Uh, I've got, I've got, I want to get my, uh, rain, my rain catch system finished. Uh, I've got it started. Uh, that way I can irrigate and stuff like that. So I'm just getting everything laid out. But being out there is what's cool is I get home from work and I can do some stuff. You know, I'm not as apt to sit down and just sit there and mess around on the internet. I'm, I'm actually out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm already, already getting, getting busy. Uh, you know, like last night, I, I sat there and finished up putting all the knobs and drawer handles on the cabinets and everything like that, you know, for the wife. And uh, it's just always something. I mean, it just it's just a little bit here and there as we go type of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as soon as it warms up, that's my goal is, is to be outside. And I'm gonna, I've got some dirt work I want to do, uh, um, you know, get get the soil ready for the garden because that's, that's going to be around the corner. And... Uh, uh, get the barn. I got some work to do on the barn, and uh, we got an arena out there. I'm, I told my son he wanted to be able to, since it gets so hot out here, he wanted to put some lights up out there. I've already got the electric run, so I'm going to help him get some arena lights in, so he can go out and work the horses in the evening time when it's cooler, when during the summertime. Um, just stuff like that. I mean, it's just all around the all around the farm type of thing. Um, I'm, I'm expecting by this time next year I'll have a lot of the stuff in place and it's going to be it's going to be good to go. So I've, I'm really focused on, on everything I want to get done and get got everything laid out. So that's terrific. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking this year is going to be a really a bigger year for Dave. I think than for me in that now he like you said he's got his feet in the soil. I mean when I got here Dave was over here a lot helping me with stuff as we were doing stuff and now that he's there you know it's like okay I'm. My stuff's moving along, and something that I think people need to understand when they're prepping is uh, time is free. You know, it's like, okay, I've paid my bills, you know, for the week or the month or whatever, and I'm at the time of my stopping point for my preps right now, 
and there's nothing else I can do right here, but I can go help Dave. Yeah. So I mean, that's what we did when, when we were when we were working on Dave's house. It was, you know, it was like, hey, I'm going to be working on the garden. Okay, well, you know, I'll come over and I help you out. I mean, me and Dave used to run tractors side by side, you know, working on properties when we were getting places ready to hunt. You know, so being over there helping him out with the garden and kind of everybody putting their two cents in on what to do and, you know, watching Dave have a Virgo moment and everything have to be perfect right angles you know, <laughs> is entertaining. You know, Joe, you just Joe, you just brought something up I've never really given a whole lot of thought to, and it kind of just clicked in my mind when you said that. Go help somebody else prep. I think you can learn a lot from that, and just when you kind of maybe hit a – Maybe you hit a point like a plateau where you, you really can't think about what to do next. Maybe going to help somebody else will will trigger some some thoughts in your mind. Oh, that's that's a really big one. I mean, again, it goes it goes back to Dave's Virgo moments when we were working on Dave's house. Dave's house, everything we did, all of the stuff and all of the building. I'm more of an electrician than I am a, a, a builder. But it showed me how to build my prepper room, my, my, my pantry. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was ready to build it, boom, it was, you know, I slapped it together. And it wasn't a matter of I didn't know how to do it. It was just a matter of I was waiting on more material. So, yeah, I mean, helping Dave do everything he did helped me. You know, at the same time, we networked back and forth. It's like, what do you need? You know, and like David also mentioned, his biggest problem was he had more hands than he had stuff to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, yeah, when, you know, when you're, when you're at a point, you're at a plateau, don't let, don't let your, your drive dip, go help somebody else. Because actually sometimes you're more energetic to help somebody else out than you are, you know, yourself. That's a great point, Joe. Thanks for bringing that up because that's something I really never, you know, gave a whole lot of thought to. Maybe that's going to be one of my new goals for, you know, 2014, start helping some other folks do some prepping. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another goal too, you know, I've got my... I got my uh, old place rented out, and you know we've had some discussions, and, and I'm really, really anxious to to get them on track. And you know they they already know we we've had this discussion, you know, since we've been doing this. And I, you know, they were living in Dallas, and they were of course not living in a really good part of Dallas. And I'm like, you know, the last place I want to be is here. You know, it, when when something when something goes down. You mean Dallas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they they came out and and so I feel you know I've got them out here and and they're they're uh, in my old house and I and I'm already you know we're already getting some focus on what we want to do. Uh, I'm really anxious to get them started and get them on track. So, That's terrific. Yeah, and that, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a really good learning process for all of us because, like I said, they, they have some things that they they know how to do, and 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 I'm just like, you know, the more the merrier. There's more stuff you bring to the table. You know, it's all about learning from each other. That's the only way you're going to survive because not one person can do it all on their own. No, and. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you guys are probably a little bit like me. You like to hang out on various websites and Internet forums and stuff and read stuff that people write or, you know, put on YouTube and stuff like that. And, you know, it just it bothers me when I read a lot of this stuff like, oh, I don't need anybody. I can do it all myself. I'm just going to go out in the woods and be a loner and be completely self-sufficient. And everybody just, you know, leave me the hell alone. That's uh, I think it's a bad idea. 
Yeah. Well, the ones the ones that scare me, Bob. We had we had one that we we talked to at one point and was talking about places you know the folks that prep of being depots. Being what? Be depots. We like, were, we were he was he was assessing where people were with their preps. So therefore, if he had to bug out, he could go to your bug out location and steal your preps. What a slime ball! Yeah. Yeah, needless to say, he only made the one visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that, that was an eye-opener. It's like, you know, and, and, you know, where Joe's place, you know, we, we've had a lot of get-togethers out here. Mine is off the grid, you know, and, and, and Joe and I both have the agreement on that. You know, it's, it's, it's because, you know, if Joe does have to bail, he knows where to go. Right. So, I mean, but it's... You know, if you got people after that mindset, and this isn't the only one. I mean, we've we've had a couple that have, have, have said, "Well, if something happens, then I'm just going to go." You know, and they think they're going to steal, rob, and pillage your way through it. I'm like, "No, you're going to end up getting shot." So it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I think, I, did, I, think yeah. I did a forum post on your on your uh, on your forum about that. Is the people who say you're coming to you know, if if it hits the fan, I'm coming to your house. And I'm, you're going to be looking at the, at the at the bad end of a barrel. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Not well, and then have you ever run into these? Then not only do they think they're coming to your house, but they think they're coming to your house with their own guns, and they're going to take what you have by right. force. Right. Right. Or they're bring, or they're bringing their families. Right. And this and that. And I'm like, okay. And I, and I try to explain it as nice as I can to people. And may, I may not be as tactful as I can always be, <laughs> but what I try to explain to them is, you're not taking food from my children. Right. You know, that is my that is my problem, is you are not going to take food from my children because you failed to prep. I will teach you. I will help you. But, I, but I'm not doing it for you. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of been a tough one. Um, um, one of the really big upsides, um, like Dave said, he's got some of his family that's coming out here, and they're going to be probably going to be, become part of our network. Um We've got some friends from the uh, Metroplex, from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, who have purchased retreats out here. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we've, we've, that's one of our upsides. Is we've really expanded our network. We've met some really good people. Um, everybody's got a variety of skills. So, it's going to be a pretty eventful year. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, and there's going to be challenges in 2014. You know, there'll be challenges that that are get thrown at us by a lot of things. You know, we'll have some of us will have possible illnesses. Some of us, the government will throw us challenges. I'm sure. I'm sure there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, our employers or lack of employers will throw us challenges, and you know, we're going to have to be ready for them and, and get through those problems best we can. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we are. Well, thanks, guys. This was good. It was, you know, pretty much the right time length, and uh, it's good to look back. I've always been a big believer you can learn a lot from the past, and as long as you take what you learn in the past and apply it to the future, you're going to be in good shape. Well, history. You've got, you've got to look at history because history does repeat itself, so you, you want to repeat the good parts, not the bad parts. Well, Joe, let me expand on that. you got to look at your own history. Yes. You know, your own history will also repeat itself if you allow it to. Right, right. And you've also got to be a big enough person to admit your mistakes and try to change those. Yeah, yeah, that's 
you know, probably, I, I would say that's probably one of the number one reasons why people don't do enough prepping. You know, uh, a couple months back when Glenn Tate and I did that interview on giving yourself permission to prep, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's just, you just, you got to do it and you're going to get some stuff wrong and that's fine. Don't let it stop you, you know, and, and, you know, with us, I mean, we're, we consider ourselves kind of veteran preppers, but the new guys teach us so much. Yeah. We've got fresh eyes. Yeah, they will. Joe and Dave, thanks. And I promise I am going to pay you guys a visit this year. Oh, yeah. That'd oh, be yeah. cool, man. We've been waiting. Well, and when you get to the San Antonio area, you got to do the same thing. Well, you're going to get mad because I was down that way, uh, what, weekend before last? Ah. But I was, uh, I actually went went down to South Texas. I got, I, I pretty much gave up hunting season this year to get the house done and, uh, Friend of, friend of ours is in our group. He, his, his folks own a, on a ranch down in South Texas, and so I was able to go hunt for a weekend. Of course, got the good old South Texas crud while I was down there, so that's why I've been feeling under the weather a little bit. Yeah, what did you shoot? Oh, uh, we got down and got some hogs and some deer. I was looking for some axis deer, and first time I ever had Border Patrol pull up on my deer blind, I gotta say. Don't, don't you love it? I, I, it was, it, I was, you know, I'd expect a game board, but not border patrol. I mean, that's how far down I was. Yeah, you were way down there. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I, I laughed about it. I'm like, well, this will probably never happen again in my life. But, uh, anyway, no, we, we got us some deer down there and then some hogs and, uh, I was able to teach the landowner some tricks and trapping hogs and, which he was very successful with and within about 24 hours. And, uh, I really, really like, they have a really cool retreat down there. Uh, they, uh, you talk about being off the grid, buddy. That, that, they're it. They're off. Oh, big time. It's, it's, there's, the closest town is probably a half hour, 40 minutes away. So. That's off the grid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing out there. So it's one of those situations. Uh, and of course, you guys got Jurassic Park rattlesnakes down there during the summertime. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> so I, I would be, I would be, one of those guys that carry snake snake boots and snake bike kits and everything else. You got to be careful. We also have some Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park scorpions down here too. I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I was down here and I was just amazed. It, it reminded me a lot of Arizona when I used to live out there. Yeah. Not just the prickly pear and everything else, and and I just couldn't believe how cold it was while I was down there. Wow. There are some good size rattlers, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He showed me the buttons off of one. He said it was about thirteen or thirteen buttons on. He said oh, I was just a baby. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'm just glad I didn't go because they had border patrol. I'm, I'm the wrong kid to be around border. <laughs> that's a good one, guys. Thanks a lot. This has been a this has been a great talk. All right, Bob, we appreciate it, Peter. Appreciate everything you do, and we're praying for you and your family. Thanks. Keep prepping on. All right, All right you too, Bob. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, Joe and Dave, thanks a lot. Not much I can add to that, folks. Hopefully that was an interview that you got something out of. Both of them are on the forum, so if you want to converse with them, might be a good idea to set up a forum account for yourself or shoot me an email, and I'll send it on over to them. So, guys, thanks again. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for being good, loyal listeners. I'm really excited about 2014. Uh, it's going to be full of challenges. I understand that. Uh, you know, what year is not full of challenges? So, that's just the way it is. The big question is, what challenges are we going to face? Are you prepared?
Am I prepared? I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm Bob Main. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. It's my goal to keep this common sense, no tinfoil hat, and give you guys something to learn from. Do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.